0: If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at We hey Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening, and now, on to the podcast. Greetings, this is Chris from We Hate Bards, and today we're going to be playing a little bit of another solo questing role-playing with myself, and uh, that's it, just me. Uh, But today, uh, we're going to be playing The Forest of Doom, uh, a fighting fantasy game book in which you become the hero. Um, If you don't remember, we, uh, well, not we, I, the royal we, ran a game of this a little while ago um titled uh what was it the warlock of firetop mountain which was a was to be filling out this was a bullshit scenario honestly like I was super pissed at the end like I beat everything was so good and then I don't get the treasure because I didn't have the right keys no 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 that's that's just that's just a BS no, no 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 so I'm hoping for better things from this game right here um uh possibly so I mean I have the 80s book which has like this totally sweet 80s dude on the cover with like this cat on his shield and he's got a sword and yeah so yeah we'll we'll kind of dive right in uh, I'm not going to go over like the character creation process you can listen to the first uh, one of these if you want to figure out how to do it uh, but I didn't give myself a name so let's give myself the name of uh Ooh. uh let's see know, let's just say his name is his name is uh Bob you know standard uh but his 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 real name is uh his robert but you know he goes by bob because he wants to be with you know he wants to he doesn't want that you know 40, 20, he wants to be the common man so first off let's read off the the background information of this oh before we even get to there um so i i rolled this and i you know i always play it pretty straight like i rolled this it roll really good so my skill is 12 my stamina is 22 my luck is 9 took a potion of stamina got 10 provisions You know, a leather armor and a sword, so yeah, so I'm doing pretty good, so hopefully. But there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, probably death traps in here where it's like, you die in a pit, you don't get to roll for it, so we'll see. I also got two uh, uh, sparkling waters here for my throat, starts to get a little scratchy, so, but let's start out. So the background, you're an adventurer, a sword for hire, and you've been roaming the northern borderlands of your kingdom, having always spurned the dullness of village life. You now wander the land in search of wealth and danger. It's Bob Alright. Despite the long walks and rough outdoor life, you are content with your unknown destiny. The world holds no fears for you as you are a skillful warrior, well practiced in the art of slaying evil men and beasts with your trusty sword. It's Bob Alright. Not once during the last ten days since entering the northern borderlands have you set eyes upon another person. This does not worry you at all, as you are happy with your own company enjoy the slow, sunny days of hunting, eating, and sleeping. In the evening, you have feasted on dinner of rabbit, spit-roasted on an open fire, and settled down to sleep beneath the sheepskin blanket. There, uh, there's a full moon, and the light sparkles on the blade of your broadsword, skewered into the ground by your side. You gaze at it, wondering when you will next have to wipe the blood off some vile creature from its sharp edge. That's Bob, all right. (laughs) These are strange lands inhabited by weird and loathsome beasts, goblins, trolls, and evil dragons. As the flame of your campfire gently dies, you begin to drift asleep, and an image of screaming green-faced trolls flicker through your mind. Suddenly, in the bushes to your left, you hear the loud crack of a twig breaking under a clumsy foot. You leap up and grab your sword from the ground. You stand motionless but alert, ready to pounce on your unseen adversary. Then you hear a groan followed by a dull thud of a body falling to the ground. Is it a trap? Slowly you walk over to the bush where your noise is coming from and carefully pull back the branches. You look down to see a little old man with a great bushy beard, his face contorted with pain. You crouch down to remove the iron helmet covering his balding head and notice two crossbow bolts protruding from his stomach of his plump chainmail clad torso. Picking him up, you carry him over to the fire and stir the dying embers to life. After covering him with the sheepskin blanket, you manage to get the old man to drink a little water. He coughs and moans. He sits up rigid, eyes staring fixed ahead, and starts to shout, "I'll get them! I'll get them! Don't you hear, Gillibrand, <laughs> Big Leg? <laughs> Gillibrand, Big Leg! Oh goodness, he's coming to bring you the hammer!" <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh yes, indeed I am. Oh yes. I mean, there's, there's, there's like a. a You know, some sexual indoo there, I'm sure The dwarf whose name presumed is to be Big Leg (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry Oh, His obvious delir is from poison-tipped bolts Lodged in his stomach He watches as he slumps down again to the ground Then whisper his name in his ear His eyes stare unblinkingly at you And again he starts to shout Ambush, look out, ambush The hammer, take the hammer of Gillibrand Save the dwarves the eyes half closed and the pain seems to ease a little. As the delirium subsides he speaks to you again in a low whisper. Help us, friend. Take the hammer of Gillibran. Only the hammer will unite our people against the trolls. We were on our way to Darkwood in search of the hammer, ambushed by little people, others killed. The map in my pouch will take you to the home of Yastromo, the master mage of these parts. I'm gonna write that down. That sounds that sounds important. So he asked Tromo. The master mage of these parts. He has great magics for sale to protect you against the creatures of Darkwood. Take my gold! I beg you to find the hammer and take it to Gillibrand, my lord of Stonebridge. You will be well rewarded! Big leg op- <laughs> Okay, keep it together. Alright. This is very serious. This, this dwarf dying here. Big Leg opens his mouth to start another sentence, but nothing comes out except his last dying breath. You sit down and ponder Big Leg's words. Who is Gillibrand? Who is yet yes Dromo? What is all the fuss about this dwarven hammer? Reach over to the still body of Big Leg and remove the pouch from his leather belt around his waist. Inside you find thirty gold pieces and a map opposite. Darkwood Forest. Okay, hills. Stone Bridge. I mean this is a really <laughs> this is a really like not very good map. Uh Uh, There's, like, a picture uh, of, like, yes, Trummel's Tower, Darkwood Forest, and then, like, Stonebridge. And, like, Darkwood Forest is completely empty of, like, any discernible (laughs) ways to go. Okay? So I'll I'll write down, uh, I'll write down under my stuff. I'll put down map 30 gold. Okay. Jingling the coins in your hand, you think of the possible rewards you may await you just for returning a hammer to a village of dwarves. Decide to try and find the hammer in Darkwood Forest. It's been a few weeks since you last good battle. And, what is more, you are likely to be well paid for this one. With your mind made up, you settle down to sleep, having taken back the sheepskin blanket from poor Bigleg. In the morning, you bury the old dwarf and gather up your possessions. You examine the map, look at the sun, and find your bearings. Whistling Mary, you head off south uh, at a good pace, eager to meet this man, yes, Tromo, and see what he has to offer. Now turn over, okay. And what I really like about these um these old uh fantasy fight game books, they have like a distinct like art style, which is very uh like '80s metal rific and like really uh really gruesome and like it and just like it, it's just really strange how like people are like things are like gr- grotesque in a way. Like I can't really describe like how they're how they're drawn, but, like, they're drawn in, like, yeah, they're just, they're just really fun and interesting drawings, every one of them, but um, in the new ones, it looks like they replaced them with other drawings, which are not as good, and, like, some of them are rather salacious, and, you know, some of them are a little bloody, too, as well, so when they kind of replaced them, which, I'm more a fan of these things. So, onward, you walk to Yestromo's, take a little... Forget that nonsense. I don't care what Facebook has to tell me. You walk to the will take a little over half a day, and you arrive at a stone tower, home dirty and hungry. As the tower is set back on the edges of dark wood, some 50 meters away from the path that you have been following, it's difficult to find. Finally, you walk up to the huge oak door, somewhat relieved to find what, uh, that it does exist and that Big Leg had not been speaking wildly in his delirium. A large brass bell and gong hang from the stone archway. As you ring the bell, a shiver runs down your spine, and you realize that a loud bong uh, invades a deep silence, which you had not noticed before. There are no sounds of birds or animals to be heard. You wait anxiously at the door and hear slow footsteps ascending the stairs from the tower above. A small wooden slot, the door slides open, and two eyes appear and examine you. Well, who are you? demands a grumpy voice through the hole. You answer that you are an adventurer searching the master mage Yastromo, intending to purchase magical items uh, from him to combat the creatures of Darkwood Forest. Oh, well, in that case, if you're interested in buying some merchandise, you better come up. I am Yastromo. Ooh. He turns and slowly climbs the stairs. Will you (laughs) follow him up the stairs? Draw your sword and attack him? oh my goodness, this is a Fallout level type of like, you know, pull out your gun and start shooting people. Uh, well, I mean, turn to page 261. We're going we're to follow up the stairs. We have no reason to attack him right away. That is, that is crazy. So, you follow the huffing and puffing old man in his tattered robes up the spiral staircase to a large room at the top of the tower. Shells, cupboards, and cabinets line the walls all filled with bottles, jars, weapons, and armor, all managed of strange artifacts. His tromo shuffles past the general clutter and slumps down in an old oak chair. He reaches into his top pocket and pulls out a fragile pair of gold room spectacles. Placing these on his nose, um, he picks up a piece of slate and chalk from the table next to a chair and begins to write frantically. He then hands you the slate. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. Almost once. Oh my goodness, there's a lot of items in here. Um Uh My goodness, what did what, what do they do? Uh Oh my goodness! Um, oh my goodness! All right, so there's like, there's like twenty items on here. Uh, I am going to, ha- you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause this for a second, and I'm gonna take a look at this and decide what to buy. Cause my goodness, I don't even know. Um, all right, hold on one second. I'll be back, folks. We're gonna make some purchases, and I'm not gonna let you sit through me mumbling about what I want to buy. So we'll be right back. Alright, we're back, folks. Uh so I bought a ton of stuff here. So so what I bought, um I spent everything but three gold. So I got three gold left. I have a potion of healing, a potion of anti-poison, holy water, ring of light, rope of climbing, rod of water finding, garlic buds, fire capsules, nose filters, and an armband of strength. Now, I bought some stuff just um, because I think it'd be interesting to have, but you better believe if they're offering holy water and garlic, um, yeah, we're buying those. I'm not fighting a vampire. That ain't happening. Um, ring of Light, so I can see. Um, anti-poison. If there's anti-poison, there'll be poison. Healing, just because. Um, fire capsules. I mean, I don't know what those do, but that seems like it'd be an important thing to have. Uh, nose filters, for probably for poison or something. Armband of Strength. There's probably something gonna be locked somewhere and I'm gonna have to use it to get out. Um, I have a feeling... That uh, some of these uh, items are going to be either you can bypass something so you don't have to deal with it or there might be something where you're stuck and if you don't have it, tough, 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 tough times, you know, that's it. So, all right, so let's get back to the thing. So if you decide to buy any of the items, pay for them by reducing the amount of gold in your adventure sheet and add the items to your relevant section on it. Yes, Tromo then asks you for reason of the purchase of the items and tells you, and tells him your story and your decision to continue the quest of the luckless big leg. Ah, yes, yes, Tromol said slowly, rubbing his chin. I heard that the good dwarves of Stonebridge had lost their fabled war hammer. Without it their king is unable to arouse his people, despite the fact that the hill trolls threaten their village. Rumour has it that an envious king of another village of dwarves sent an eagle to Stonebridge to steal the hammer, which it managed to do, but as it flew back over Darkwood, it was attacked by Deathhawks, and the hammer dropped in the forest and was lost. Apparently, two forest goblins found the hammer, but could not decide who was to keep it. They wrestled for hours, but gave up. Then they discovered that the handle unscrewed from the head, and the argument was settled. One kept the head, and the other kept the handle. Then they parted, each happy with his new treasure. Who knows if they still have them? So I'm afraid your problems are doubled. I can tell you that the head is made of bronze. Okay, hold on. Hold on, the head. Bronze. Uh, and the handle is polished ebony. Handle, polished ebony. Okay. Both head and handle have the letter G inscribed on them. Your task is not easy. Good luck. Okay. G handle. Okay. You think yes, Tromo? And then you leave the room by the spiral case staircase. Turn to page one hundred and seventy-seven. Okay, let's go down to one hundred and seventy-seven. There we go. All right. Uh, once outside in the bright light, you notice the dead quietness again. A narrow path leads northward from the tall grass surrounding Yastrombol's tower into the dense undergrowth of Darkwood Forest. In a few strides, you are surrounded by dark and tangled forest. Stones and knotted roots seem to hide in the shadows, and and you can almost believe that they are trying to trip you up. The light fades quickly and the air becomes moist and unpleasant. Deeper and deeper you go into the gloom. Eventually the path forks on either side of a huge old tree. Okay, so I'm going to get out some piece of paper here. I do have... um. Last time in the Fairtop Mountain, I didn't really make a map, um, and I think that was to my hindrance. Um, and I'll tell you what, if there is some type of other, like, maze nonsense in this book, like there was the first one, I'm gonna throw this thing across the room. Like, I've had enough of that. Alright, so we gotta, we're gonna put, like, old tree, and then you can either go, like, east or west. Uh, let's go east. Turn to page um one hundred and sixty. So I'm gonna write down like east over here. So let's go to page one hundred and sixty and see where it takes us. So um. You continue the, uh, you, the, the narrow, uh, path continues to cut its way through the tangled forest. Strange animal cries and noises echo through the trees. At last, the path widens to approximately a meter across. As soon as you arrive at it, you cover a moss-covered wooden signpost on top of which sits a large crow, the arms of the signpost read north and east. Just as you deciding which way to continue, hear the words, Good afternoon. You look up in the direction of the voice and see the crow looking down at you inquisitively. Good afternoon. You reply slowly. Feeling a little foolish, the crow speaks again, asking uh, which way you're headed. You reply that you are looking for two goblins, small, sinewy creatures with brown, scaly skin. One gold piece will buy my advice, states the crow confidently. Will you uh, pay the crow for its advice? Ignore the crow and turn north. Ignore the crow and carry on eastwards. Um, I mean, we do have a couple gold, and he is a talking crow. So I think that we should pay him. So let's turn to page 343. Um, I'm going to be Superman if he just takes it and, like, takes off with it. You put the gold piece on top of the signpost as requested by the crow, after which it states, Go north. Um, you ask the crow why it needs gold pieces, and it replies that it needs 30 gold pieces to pay Yestromo to, to turn it back into a human again. You bid the crow farewell. If you want to turn north, as advised by the crow, turn to 8. If you'd rather turn eastward, turn to page 239. So we're going to go north, uh, because, I mean, I... <laughs> I mean... When an animal's talking to you, I think you should listen and do what it says. You know? Just like, uh, what's that one guy? Like, the son of Sam, his dog told him to, like, kill his neighbors and stuff? Yeah, just like that. Exactly. Talking crow? It's fine. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, there's one big decision I have to make. It's important. And it is either, do I go with the grape sparkling water or the watermelon currently? I think I'm gonna go with the grape first. There it is. So we'll go over the grate first, and then we'll get in the watermelon a little bit later into the adventure. Alright, so, walking along the path, you hear footsteps, Argon voices ahead of you. You wish to meet their owners, turn to page 37. If you'd rather hide in the bushes to let them walk by, turn to page 392. Uh, let's meet the owners. I'm feeling gutsy. I'm feeling tough. Bold Bob is Bob is bold. So we're gonna to go to 3317. 317 three seventeen. We're gonna meet who these people are. Oh, that's not good. These pictures are super gross. Two tall sinewy creatures clad in tattered clothes. Great. Okay. Uh, you draw your sword and prepare to meet the owners of the voices. Two tall spindly creatures appear clad in tattered clothes over which they wear chainmail jackets. Uh, they see you and instantly stop their argument. They are hobgoblins and draw their swords to attack you okay so now we get into um combat so combat works is um, we roll two dice a piece so two dice for me two dice for them add their skill if my skill is over their skill i do damage um if their skill if like their role is over my role then they do damage to me vice versa fight one at a time so i have a good feeling because my skill is like really really high so First off, um, so I rolled a nine, so that's twenty-one for me, and then I roll his, and that's a nine, that's a fifteen for him. So boom, I do two damage to him. So he's got six stamina. So we continue this on. I roll the five, that's seventeen. He rolled the three, another two points of damage. And you know we continue this on three, so that's fifteen. That's four. That's ten. Yeah, I I you know I take my sword and I just like kind of. You know, just hack at him. You know, just, just, just till he drops. And I turn to his friend and say, "You're next." <laughs> so that's three. I'm rolling like garbage tonight. Uh Seven up a seven fourteen. Uh, I st- I still beat him with like my crappy roll. All right. So yeah. So I am just all right. Nine plus five fourteen seven. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Just do. I just you know. It's not really much of a, a combat so much as uh, a ruthless. Ruthless beating, I'm giving him. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just rolling for this, you know. Basically, I would have to roll snake eyes and they would have to roll 12s for them to hit me. Um, and they don't. And so I just cut them down. Like, I'm just like, well, you know, should have been, should, should, you know, you should have been a little more talking and less, uh, you know, less, uh, like fighting. If you win, turn to page 301. Oh, oh, I win. Within a matter of probably like 10 seconds, both are like lying in pieces at my feet. And I'm like, oh, ugh. Well, what you're going to do, you search through the pockets of the hobgoblins and find three gold pieces. Yeah, boy. We'll be back to five gold pieces. Um, A tiny brass flute. Two... Okay, all right. So, all right. So, tiny brass flute. If you know anything about me, anything about if you ever played a game with me or anything like that, you would know that I keep every single little thing that I've ever had in an adventure and write down my character sheet so we're writing on all this stuff so we got uh, a, a tiny brass flute two maggot ridden biscuits M- maggot ridden biscuits okay Ooh, a necklace of mouse skulls necklace mouse skulls Ooh, that's good on the next, if you, if you require any of these items and add them to your equipment list, turn to page 157. Absolutely, I strip them down. Um, I use every part of the Hobgoblin, there's nothing left. Okay, so then we turn to page 157. Uh, to the path. To the left of your path, you notice a large hole in the ground with a diameter of some three meters. Walking over the edge of the hole, you see it sloping off into the depths of the earth. You wish to walk down the hole. Turn to page one twenty twenty five. You wish to prefer to continue walking northward to page three thirty seven. this is a good question. Uh, I'm not sure if this book is is setting things up where. If you investigate something, you could have some benefit. Or it's just like, it's a trap. It's a horrible trap It's going to get you. So let's find out. So let's see what's down the hole. So let's go to 125 and see what's down the hole. It's probably going to be something nasty. So, as you descend in the hole, you notice large amounts of slime secured by some huge creature. If you wish to climb back out of the hole and continue walking north of the path, turn to page 37 If you used to carry down the hole, turn to page 15. Ugh, of course I'm going to continue down the hole. That's where uh, I'm gonna go because that's where things are gonna happen. So, oh, that's not good. Okay, all right, all right. So the slope, the slope is steep. Oh, hear that? It's also it's also I'm recording this on Memorial Day weekend, and so if you hear like boom, boom in the background, that people getting shot, people letting off fireworks. Uh, the slope is steep and you slip on the slime tumbling head over feels down to the bottom into a large earthen cavern you jump to your feet in alarm to see a shiny tip of a po- poison barb on the tail end of a stingworm coming straight at you the stingworm is about 5 meters long it has huge yellow segments but all you care about is protecting yourself from the barb there is no time to scramble to the hole you must draw your sword and fight okay alright so it has a skill of 8 and a stamina of 7 okay so so I'm and a little bit of uh, a little bit better doing good so eight so that's 20 um six 14 so i do two points of damage to it just gut it yeah that's another 20 that's seven 15 oh i'm just i'm just like chopping off segments left and right i mean nothing left of this nine that's 21 mm mm-mm. mm-mm. sorry stingworm you you gonna you gonna you're gonna die nine Five, oh, I just, just like, just like, just hack it to pieces, you know, just like eight or nine pieces, like, writhing around, spurting some probably yellow grossness. Um, I will tell you something about these books. They say like, oh, you know, you can, with any amount, you can have the lowest level character and you've made all the way in. No, 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 that's not true. That's, that's a, that's a the balder dash. Like, you are obvious at advantage if you have higher skills and you roll a better character. Like, it's the ultimate munchkin of like, your ability to defeat this module depends highly on uh you having uh a character with really good skills like my last one i had really good luck and that's what like saved my butt along with getting some magic items and you know a little bit of luck on my part so okay so you beat him turn to page uh 217 which i did oh i beat that thing okay um, you walk around the lifeless bulk of the worm to examine the content of its lair. There are several skeletons. Perhaps those belong to other unfortunate adventurers. By the side of one of them, you find a leather backpack. Inside the backpack, you find four gold pieces. Oh, so I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna actually put gold down at the bottom here, because that's quickly becoming a thing I constantly have to change. So, I'm nine, and a small cork bottle containing a colorless liquid, okay, small corked colorless liquid. If you wish to drink the contents of the bottle, turn to page 267. If you, if you would rather leave the dark cavern and scramble back up to the uh, path and taking the gold with you, turn to page 337. Let's uh, Let's let's try it. 267. Somebody obviously had it for some reason. Um, let's see. Uh, hold on. Uh, let's see. If 262, not 267. Sorry. Ooh. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, you look you look at the bottle in your hand and then quickly gulp down the contents. I like how you just gulp it down and don't like take a little sip first. Mm. To uh, you know, make so like you take a little sip. You know, maybe something happens. You know, you just guzzle it. You know, hey, but Bob is is a man of action. He doesn't you know do anything you know half-assed. You wait several seconds for some reaction, but nothing happens. However, when you come to pick up your sword, which you had put down to examine your backpack, a surge of confidence runs through your body. The liquid is a potion of weapon skill. It allows you to add one point to future dice rolls and uh, computing your own attack strength during combat. Its effect will last for the next uh, two combat encounters. Whew. Okay, so so I'll, I'll, I will cross that off and write uh, plus one, uh, two encounters. Okay, there's a lot more stuff I had to write down on this sheet than uh, I did for the previous game. Okay, so take the gold. You scramble by the earthen cavern and continue your journey northward. Turn to page 337. That's actually really helpful. Uh, let's turn to 337. Make sure ma- make sure I'm getting that correct, though. 337, So I don't want to get lost in here. At last, the trees begin to thin out and shafts of sunlight beam down through the gaps on either side of the path. As the path widens, you see a large cave entrance... Um said a few yards back on the right. If you want to examine the cave, turn to page two thirty. if you want to continue northward, path through to three fifty eight. If you heard anything from these books, like they make you have to go examine things, and if you don't examine things, like it's done, even though it could be dangerous. So let's paint a page two thirty and examine the cave and see what's kind of going on. Um, okay. Uh, slowly you peer into the cave and you see a huge shape of an ogre walking slowly over to the wicker cage with a bowl of water in his great hand he's dressed in animal force and carries a stone club in his belt there appears to be a small creature jumping around the inside of the cage you may pick up a rock and throw at the ogre rush in and attack the ogre with your sword leave the cave and uh uh continue up the path oh uh let's let's throw a rock at the ogre one thirty-seven. Let's see. Let's see what we do. Uh, okay. Do I do I did not I did not pick up a glove of missile dexterity. Fudgesicles. Um, if you do not turn to page ten. Okay, so I don't have the gloves. Um, let's see what it says. Um uh, you pick up a good sized rock on the floor and take aim. You throw the rock with all your might the ogre, but dismayed to see it fly past his head and crash against the wall of the cave. You curse, but decide nevertheless to rush in into cave to attack the ogre. Turn to page two ninety. Okay, this could be a really bad fight, folks. Uh Oh no, it's not. He's not that tough. Um you draw your sword to enter the cave. This ogre throws down the wooden bowl and lifts a large stone club in his belt. He grunts and and laps towards you. Prepare for battle. He's got a skill of eight and a stamina of twelve. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. So so okay, so so but plus I get a plus one. So it's thirteen right now. So that's twenty-three and six. Nope. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start marking down this. So you get a little cut into the stomach. Oh my sword, so that's a, a seven, a 19, 20. That's Five, thirteen. Nope. That's right. My high skill is paying off. Oh yeah. Oh, max. Maxed out. Yeah, you're 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 done. You're done. I'm just gonna hack into him. He has a lot of stamina. He has twelve stamina. Uh, ooh, ooh. This one could be a bad. When I got four, so that's 16, 17. And he got seven. That's fifteen. I still, still that potion of that potion of strength. I was so glad I I drank that. That's eighteen. That's sixteen. Another two. Uh, so that's one, two, uh, I haven't taken any damage yet, folks, which is phenomenal. So that's five, 17, 18. Oh, that's what, that's one actually might do it. So six, uh, 18, nine, eight. So hold on, so hold on, so hold on. Math is hard. So five, 17, 18. So I got 18, he got nine. So I still, I I still beat him. I cut him down like nobody's business. Uh, you know, an ogre, no problem. You know, he's like, what, 10 feet tall or something? Pfft. Whatever. Just chop at the legs till he falls down. Yeah, he'll bleed to death. Uh if you win turn to page three eighty five, handily. Handily won. Yeah, take that. You know, I am actually having a lot of fun with this because usually I'm never this good at fighting in these books and my skills garbage. So I'm having fun just hacking these people to pieces. As the ogre slumps to the ground, yeah, because he got no legs, like cut those things off. The creature in the cave jumps around even more frankly than did before. Do you take Take a closer look at the creature in the cage. Search the contents of the cave. Leave the cave immediately and continue northwards. Um, let's take a closer look at the cage. I mean, let's see what this guy is doing. 168. Um, inside the cage, a small Sunny creature with brown scaly skin is jumping up and down. He is a goblin. Around his neck hangs a black shiny rod on a leather cord. If you want to unlock the cage door, turn to page 17. If you want to leave the cave and continue northwards, turn to page 358. Um, uh, let's let him out. You know, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a good guy, you know. Um, you know, so, uh, let's see, uh, 117, I think it said. I lost the page real quick, so, let's see. You unlock the door and step back, drawing your sword in case the goblin tries to attack you. He picks up a wooden stool, waving in the air, kicks the door open, and charges you screaming for a fight. <laughs> I tried to help you, guy. I wasn't originally going to do this. Okay. Okay. Uh, nope. The second one. Okay, so he just, I I just, like, I just hack his arm off, and then, you know, I hack his other arm off, and then he, like, slumps the ground, like, gooey blood spewing everywhere. If you win, turn to page 232, oh, that was, that's kind of sad, you know? This is kind of, it's like, oh, you know, I was gonna let you go, but, you know, you press this. You bend down to the lysis body of the mad guy and examine the rod around its neck. The rod is made of ebony, and there's a screw, a screw thread on the end. You're excited to see the letter G neatly inscribed at the other end of what must be a handle of the dwarfish warhammer. Yeah, you put your find in the backpack. Add one luck point. Oh yeah. All right. So we have we have we have the uh, the, the the one uh, uh, piece of the warhammer. Woo! We're doing good, folks! Um, If you wish to search through the contents of the cave, turn to page 263. If you want to leave the cave to continue northwards, turn to page 358. Uh, Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to search the cave. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see, 263. Um, There's not much to be found in the entrance of the cave. A straw bed, stone jars, a table, chairs, all that is immediately visible. But on a stone shelf above the bed, a small silver box catches your eye. If you want to open the silver box, turn to page 126. You'd rather leave the cave and go north up the path without the silver box. Turn to page 358. There is no way that I am not going to open that box. I'm going to open that box. You gently uh, prize the lid off the box, but as you do so, a yellow gas escapes and envelops your face. If you possess no filters, turn to page 365. If not, turn to page 22. I do. You're damn right. I knew there was going to be some type of gas in here. I do have nose filters. Um, and I uh, pick them up, turn to page 365. Sweet. I knew there'd be some type of poison. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Okay, the gas is toxic and your eyes start to water. You hold your breath long enough to find the nose filters and slip them into place inside your nostrils. You inhale tentatively, but all is well. After a while, the gas cloud around your face fades away. You put the silver box in your backpack and leave the cave to continue northward. Turn to page three fifty-eight. Okay, so I'm gonna put silver box. I am running, so uh, I'll put a check because I don't, I don't, I think the nose filters are done, so I don't think I can use them again. Uh, Oh, you know what? Uh, Yes, Dromo told me that they're one-use items, so yeah, they're toast. Okay, so, turn to page... leave the cave, turn to page 358. Okay. Okay, 358. Okay, walking the path, you do notice a rope uh, noose hidden behind some fallen leaves ahead of you. Your foot catches in the noose, and suddenly you are hauled in the air by the rope which is tied to a sprung tree. If... In a second, you are hanging upside down, suspended by a trapped foot. Test your luck. If you are lucky, your sword remains in your scabbard, and you are able to use it to cut yourself down from the man-trap. Turn to page 40. If you are unlucky, the sword slips from your scabbard and drops to the ground, leaving you dangling helplessly. Son of a... beep boot. Okay. So I got luck of 10. Damn it. That's 11. Okay. Uh, helplessly. Let's pay to 218. Kay. Okay. Okay. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, you curse as you wonder um, who set this infernal trap. After ten minutes, you hear footsteps begin to panic, making frantic swaying motions in the air trying to free yourself from the noose. Then a small boy dressed in green leather shorts and a green shirt appears. He's chewing on what looks like a chicken bone. He walks underneath you, looks up at you, smiles, and said, Ha ha, somebody caught in an ogre treat trap. He asks you politely to pass him your sword. That'll cost you five gold. Or you have a nice magical item for me, he says, eyes widening. If you are in possession, uh, you are in no position to argue. You must give him the boy the gold or one of your magical items, if you have any. Make a necessary reduction in your gentry sheet. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the gold. I can always get more gold. I need my magic items. The small boy then passes you the sword and runs away down the path. You cut the rope holding your foot and fall heavily to the ground. You get to your feet, brush the dirt your clothes, then continue northward. Turn to page two seventy four. Oh, oh, my gold! You little rat! You little rat! Oh, if I ever find that kid again, oh he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be meet. Okay. Okay. Uh let's see here. Oh 274, I think I said, I believe. So just wanna make sure. So uh, if you want to find Okay. So uh oh, I want to make sure that I, I got uh uh, correctly where this is because I think I kind of I want to make sure that I messed up so all right so turn to leave you helplessly turn to page 218 okay because I because I, I turned too quick I did the, I did the thing where I turned too quick before I, I realized that turn if you need to be 274 okay I am right see there wasn't a good transition from this paragraph to the next so I thought that all of a sudden it's like like oh I, I lost my place and now I'm boned you notice a nodded vine hanging down to the ground from a tree on your left. You look up and see a roughly made treehouse amid the branches. If you want to climb up the vine to the treehouse, turn to page 195. If you wish to continue walking north, turn to page 109. Uh, we're going to climb up the treehouse. We're going to see who's in the treehouse. There's got to be somebody there. Maybe it's that guy. So... Uh, you reach the top of the vine and scramble onto a wooden platform, a sheet made from leaves and ferns covered the entrance to a small, covering uh, living area. As you approach, a sheet is thrown back, and from behind it sits a large, hairy, ape-like creature wearing only animal-high cloth. He's holding a large bone in his right hand and grunts to you. He is an ape-man. Uh, he is an ape-man. You may draw your sword and attack him. Jump off the platform to the ground five meters below. Um... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and fight him. I don't want to jump down. Uh, Three fifty two. Okay. Okay. The ape man is very agile on the tree. You must have difficulty to your swords. You must deduct two from your attack strength during each round of combat. Um, if you win, uh, if you may escape off the plant from the ground. seven. seven. All right. So you can either fight him or jump down. Uh, we're gonna fight him. So I subtract two from my thing. So I have eleven total. So, that is, uh, 19, 6, 14. So, I'm gonna, I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna start chopping him. How dare you? How dare you? 18, seven, yep, that's another 2. So, I'm just, I'm just starting, I just, you know, ooh, no, oh, oh, folks, ooh, so that's, that's, that's 2, that's 14. Oh, so we rolled 4. Um, that's 12. Oh, I got him. I got him, folks. So, uh, if I win this round of combat, I'm going to dig my sword so deep in this 8, man. That's 6. That's that's 5. That's 17. 9. Uh, that's 17. Okay, so it, it, I believe I'm, I'm like 99% sure if um, both tie, then we do no damage. Uh, that is... Yeah, I get that round as well. So I just chopped a piece. Okay. You wouldn't turn to page 207. He was probably like a nice ape man, and I was just kind of a really big jerk and just showed up at his house and be like, hey, what's up? And then murdered him. Um, you step over the body of <laughs> the ape man and enter the living area. Animal bones and rotting fruit litter the floor. The ape man's bed is made of moss and, le- and lichen and seems to be crawling with bugs. You shudder and step back out of the platform. You notice a copper bracelet on the ape man's wrist. If you want to put it on your own wrist, turn to page 302. Further climb down the vine to the path. Here, walking order 109. Um, you want to put it on your wrist? Turn to page three oh two. Yeah, obviously it isn't his. Somebody got it from somebody else. That's mine. It's mine now. Oops. Looks like you're not using it. Um, you twist the brace into place in your wrist. A powerful feeling surges through your arm and makes you jump. Your arm feels strong. You now possess a bracelet of skill, which allows you to add one point to all future dice rolls and computing your own attack strength during combat, as long as you wear it. Note on your equipment list. <sighs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that one plus one permanent. I'm gonna put like a bronze what is it a, a bracelet of skill. Ooh. Man, uh, I'm starting uh, like this has got me getting really nervous because uh just like the last time I was like getting like doing really well. And some of these have like really placed which are death traps. If we're do it, it's like, ugh, that's not good. So ugh, oh, mmm. Mmm. Super excited. Okay. Okay, turn to page 109. Alright. Uh, 109. Okay. Um. Uh, Soon the path leads you out of the trees into a large plain with tall grasses. Beyond you see rising ground further off some low hills. The path splits and goes in three directions. Go west, east, continue north. Oh my goodness. Uh... Well, east has been good for me so far. Let's keep on going east. Turn to page 72. see what's there. The path ends at a junction. The way south leads back to the forest. Uh, So you decide to to turn north. Turn to page 138. Sure. I do like this more a little bit than the last one because the last one was like, you go down a hallway, you find a door. Do you want to go in? No, keep going. Um, It seems like there's a little bit more stuff going on. So, alright, so... Uh, Turn to page 138, as you walk along the path through the waist-high grass, you watch the grass rippling in the wind. Soon you get the uncomfortable feeling that the grass has a will of its own and is suddenly independently of the wind. Suddenly, a clump of grass stretches across the path and wraps itself around your ankle. Other clumps of grass try to grab your arms and legs. You realize that you are surrounded by tangleweed. If you have a potion of plant control, turn to page 64. If you do not, turn to page 159. I did not buy a potion of plant control. So, turn to page 159. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Um, despite your struggles, a Tangweed managed to grab your limbs and drag you to the ground. See the grass of to curled itself around your neck and tighten its grip. You choke and try to cough, but then you realize the tangleweed is, is not trying to strangle you. It's just trying to make as much contact with your uh, with your exposed flesh as it suck your blood. With horror, you see hundreds of tiny blood ring punctures in your arm and legs. Finally, the weeds, having drunk enough, release their grip. Lose three stamina points. Ugh! If you are still alive... You rise to your feet and stand shakily, rubbing the wounds, uh, relieved to be alive. You start walking north again. Turn to page 142. Um, so I'm actually going to eat on the provisions. So and that's going to put my stamina back up to tip top. Because, uh, yeah, because I want to be tip top stamina all the time. Uh, turn to page 142. Okay. So as the path proceeds northward, the grass becomes shorter and the ground starts to rise gently. Ahead, you can hear the sound of flowing water. You soon reach the bank of a gently flowing river. There is no bridge, but you can see the path continues north on the other side of the river. Standing proudly in front of you is a magnificent white beast, half man, half horse. A bow and a quiver of arrows are slung on his back. He is a centaur. Will you try to start a conversation with him? Walk around him and away into the river. Draw your sword and attack him. We're going to try to start a conversation with him. He looks like a pleasant chap. Um... Up uh, in the drawing, though, he does not look like a pleasant chap. But we'll try, and Bob is, is you know, he's a man of action, but, you know, um, he feels really bad about the eight man. He kind of chopped up to pieces. Um, but, so he's going to try and, uh, he's going to try and talk with him. We'll try to have a chat, see what's going on. You bid the centaur good day, to which he replies in a similar manner. It is pleasing to meet someone who is not attacking you on sight. I know, you're telling me. You ask the centaur if he has any information which might lead to your goals, but he does not know anything. He says that he does not wander much these days as he's getting old. Um, he just wants to uh, to own a little gold for his old age. He offers to carry you across the river for three gold pieces. Um. Yes, I don't like rivers and I don't like drowning, so we're going to accept his offer. Turn to page one twenty seven. Okay. You climb to the center's back as he turns and walks to the river. The water is dark green color, and you wonder what kind of creature might be lurking in his depths. Uh, soon you reach the other side, you pay the centaur three gold pieces. He thanks and waves goodbye, wishing you good luck. you know, at the foot of some hills, and it is beginning to get dark. You see the path winding its way north up the hills. So you decide to camp under a great old oak tree to your right of the path and settle down uh, to sleep with your sword by your side. Turn to page 298. Okay. 298. Uh, it could be anything. Get woken up and eaten by something. Or killed in the night. Oh boy, okay, just like a thought. So you've been asleep for about an hour when a terrifying howl wakes you up with, with a start. It seems to be coming from the west some distance away. You look up to see a full moon in the night sky. While looking up, you suddenly notice a large black shape moving in the branches above you. Great. Just great. Um... You forget about the howling and leap to your feet, grabbing your sword at the same time as a giant spider drops to the ground beside you. His massive rounded body moves slowly towards you on his black spiny legs. Not wishing to leave all your possessions, you are forced to fight. You're darn right we're going to force to fight. We're going to get just... Ooh, three, fifteen, sixteen, six, thirteen, okay, so two damage. Yeah, you're darn right we're going to fight this thing. Yeah chop it to pieces. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work my sword in the abdomen. I'm going to work it and get the sword in the abdomen. The filthy the spider the filthy spider to my stuff, with me up my neck. Yeah, so I just chop it to pieces. Just you know, just like, just over and over again. Just the sword up to the hilt in the abdomen until it drops. If you win, turn to page 140. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I won. let spider. You step around the bulbous mass of the giant spider and settle down again to a nervous sleep. You wake early in the morning and set off north along the path. The ground is quite steep now as the path um, uh, wends its way up into the hills. By the time you reach the top, of the sun is quite hot. All around you, um, in the distance, you see tight green circles of dark wood. Uh, see the tight green circles of dark wood forest. Mist still hangs in the tall grass behind you, but ahead of you, see a small valley bathed in sunlight. All is quiet. You start down on the far side of the hill. You see a junction of the path. Um, You may continue north down the path, go east along a new path. Let's go north along the path. Um, Let's try and go that way. Eventually the path levels out and you find yourself on the valley floor. The path continues north, but also a new path leads to the west. Let's go west. Why not? Let's see what's in the... That means it kind of goes through the thing. So... Walking along the tranquil valley floor, you arrive at a junction in the path. You see that the way south leads back to the hill, so decide to dismiss it, that option. If you wish to continue west, turn to page 233. If you wish to head north, turn to page 163. Um, let's continue west. Let's go 233. That sounds like a good option. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know where I'm going. So... Uh, To the right of your path, you see a stone... And, like, I've totally lost. I stopped, like, actually making a map for this, so I'm just kind of wandering around. Bob's a man of action. He's a man of maps. To the right of the path, you see a stone well with a bucket and a turning hand. If you wish to take a closer look at the well, turn to page 17. If you'd rather continue your walk, turn to page 238. Uh, Why not? Let's take a look at the well. We could get a nice sip of water. A ladder runs down the inside of the well to the water below. However, there appears to be a tunnel just above the surface of the water. Ring north, it is, is circular and is a diver of one meter. You may toss a gold piece in the well to make a wish. Descend the ladder to look down the tunnel or turn to the path to head west. Let's descend the ladder to look down the tunnel. That seems like a good idea. There's got to be something in there. There's got to be. Uh, climbing down the ladder, you do, uh, you do not notice that a rung is missing. You slip and lose your footing. Test your luck. If you are lucky, you manage to hang onto the ladder with your hands. Turn to page 122. If, if you're unlucky, you fall the ladder and plunge into the water below. Okay, so let's, let's test our luck. And we got a three. We make it. So, um, turn to page 122. Okay, so we don't fall down. My goodness. At the bottom of the ladder, you see the tunnel runs quite a distance north. You are surprised to see that it's lit by torches at regular intervals along the length. If you wish to uh, crawl along the tunnel, turn to page 135. Th- yeah, w- there's no way we're not doing this. We're going down the tunnel. The tunnel continues north until at last you arrive at a junction. If you wish to crawl west, turn to page 284. If you wish to crawl east, turn to page 151. Oh my goodness, there's so many like, uh, like, directions and places to go here. Uh... Let's go west, 284. Let's see what's up there. It's going to be something awesome. Okay, 284. You soon arrive at another junction in your tunnel. If you wish to head north, turn to page 81. If you wish to head south, turn to page 270. Oh my goodness. Uh, just the junctions. Uh, let's turn to 81. Okay. Ahead of you, you hear high-pitched voices frantically calling to each other. Tunnel ends at a small cave entrance. Suddenly, an arrow flies out of the cave towards you. Test your luck. If you are lucky, the arrow whistles past your head. If you are unlucky, it lodges in your shoulder. Not good. Not good. Let's test your luck. All right, made it. Um, past your head. To page forty-nine. Who would dare shoot an arrow at me? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, we are going to kill them. You press down the tunnel into the cave entrance. The roof of the cave is no higher than the tunnel um, and you aren't able to stand up. The cave is very small and filled with tiny bits of furniture and all manners of objects and curios. Standing in the middle of the cave are two green-skinned creatures with small bodies and large heads. They have pointed ears and long noses, and their clothes are made from sacks. They appear very alarmed and charge you with their daggers. You must fight the gremlins as you are able to turn around and escape. Oh. Mm. Uh oh, oh my goodness. So I have to reduce my attack strength by three, um, because I'm fighting on my um my hands and knees. Oh, okay. So that I get I get I have a nine. <laughs> Maxed. Okay, so cut that one. Not even gonna roll for him. Can't make it. So seven. That's four. No, I cut the first one down. Just like, you know just like kind of stick it in and then I kind of do the thing where I grab his back and like push the sword all the way in uh the other second gremlin um oh my goodness uh oh I might not so that is a six 18 19 oh no he's like no no so the other one I just like I just rip the sword out and just like just he's in half you know just in pieces okay sorry guys you know I bet you weren't woke up today thinking you were going to get killed by a guy walking down his hallway on hands and knees. If you win, turn to page 371. Okay. Let's see what's at 371. Okay. Um, there are many handmade clay figurines of human hands in different positions covering every available service area. Uh, they are painted with bright red glaze. In a copper vase, you find three gold pieces. Sweet. Which you put in your backpack. There is nothing else of value in the cave. You leave by crawling back the way you came. To the junction. Taking a clay hand with you if you wish. Yes. So I take clay hand. Turn to page 93. Okay. Okay. Back at the junction, you either go east or keep going south. Let's go south. 270. Let's see what's south. There's gotta be something in here. Okay. Um... The tunnel ends at a cave entrance. On entering the cave, you see the roof is no higher than the tunnel. You are unable to stand up. The cave is a layer of the cave is a cave's of an intelligent creature, for it contains small pieces of furniture. There is a wooden box over a meter in length at the back of the cave. You wish to lift the lid of the box, turn page 229. If you wish to turn around and return to the junction in the tunnel, turn face 121. Well, 229. We open that box up. I mean, we don't have a we don't we don't have a good uh, a good. Uh, Tracker with boxes, 100% failure rate, but um, we'll take it anyway. Um, um, As you touch the wooden box, the lid flies up without you having to lift it. From out of the box leaves a tiny green skin creature with a large head. His long nose and pointy ears and his clothes are made of sacks. You are taken in surprise by the gremlin. He tries to stab you with his dagger. Test your luck. If you are lucky, you manage to dodge this rusting blade. If you're unlucky, the blade sticks into your thigh. I'm lucky. Um, so I dodge that blade. Um, so 165 Uh. let's see the small gremlin is agile being able to run around and while you have difficulty moving on your hands and knees uh, you back up against a wall you draw your sword so again we have to reduce our attack strength by 3 so currently it's 10 so ooh, snake eyes is 12 and he has a skill 5 <gasps> he actually does damage to me he actually does damage to me Oh my goodness! I, I, I'm gonna have to record this. All, oh, no, so damage. Okay. So he so he does two damage to me. So he does two damage to me. I look down and see that I he I got a little bit of blood in his dagger, and I just put my finger like the Hulk Hogan style, like mm-mm. nope, nope. Okay. So that's uh that's seven. That's uh, 20, 17, 11, uh sixteen, Yeah. So I, I I I get him. I get him once. Um, he's actually rolling really well. Oh, that's not good. So that's 7, uh 19, 20, 11, uh, 3, 17, 10, yeah, I still get him. I still, I still cut him down. I stand over him like, uh, uh, and I step on his face, so it's still putting. pudding. Oh, it's like, how dare you cut me? It's probably the first time I've been, like, attacked and hurt in a long time. Uh, if you win, turn to page 242. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm super mad. Uh, rummaging through the bedding of the chest um, drawers, you find an ingot of gold. It's worth twenty eight gold pieces. So it's very heavy. And if you wish to take it with you, uh, some other object from your backpack will have to be discarded. There's no other exit. Oh my goodness! Um. Oh my goodness! I need that. I really do. Um. Two maggot-ridden biscuits. I get rid of it. And I get, um... I get the gold ingot. In- ingot. My gold ingot. Yes! It's made 28 gold pieces! I'm rich! <laughs> okay, we go back to the tunnel junction, purchase page 121. I'm, I'm more excited than I actually should be for having fictional gold. Uh, <laughs> uh... Back at the junction, you either go east, turn to page 61, or go north, turn to page 81. Um... Go north. Let's see what's north. Let's see what's north. Oh no, no. That, okay, so um so we already went north 81. That's the that's the same place we were before. So we'll just be going backwards. So we may go east, turn to page 61. Um soon you're back at the first junction. If you wish to crawl south back to the well turn, if you wish to continue east, turn to page 151. So we're gonna go we're gonna go east this time. We we explore the entire other place um and what all that stuff is going on there. Um, that's the one thing about this because um, it it almost looks like we could do an infinite loop of of like killing them and coming back for more and more money, which technically is legal in the book sense but i'm not I'm not gonna have it like it goes back we already fought those guys we already killed them we already got all their stuff, so um so 151 so the tunnel ends at a cave entrance the curtain hangs over the entrance and you aren't able to see inside if you wish to throw back the curtain and enter turn page 71 well yeah we're already here we're going to throw back the curtain and enter the cave uh there is no way we're not doing that uh on pulling back the curtain, you see a tiny, green-skinned creature with a large head. He has a long nose and pointed ears and wears brown canvas clothing. A large medallion hangs from his neck on a silver chain. The creature is sitting on a table examining a red-clay figure of a human hand. On seeing you enter the cave, he takes a stone hammer and smashes the clay hand. He is a gremlin, a chief, and jumps to his feet with oh, this hammer. You must fight him. But during each round, you must reduce your attack by three because of your cramped fighting position. Okay. So, I have, uh, 10. That's, uh, 15. Ooh, that's not good. So, 9. 14. Ooh, I still do damage. Come, come get some, Grimly Captain. Ooh, that's 10. 20. Yeah. Make quick work of this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just walk up to him with, and with like three quick strikes, just like, 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 like a machete. I don't, I don't, there's no finesse about it. I don't, I'm, I'm done finesse with these gremlins. Just like, I'm just until like he's, till he's paced. Uh If you win, turn to page two seventy three, which I do. Sorry, guy. It's a tough, Grimlin life. You may anyway, take the medallion from your, uh, from his neck of uh, the fallen grimlin It is made of gold and worth nine gold pieces. Woo! Nine GP medallion. Sweet. There's nothing else of use or value in the cave. There is no exit from the cave, and you must crawl back to the tunnel junction. Turn to page 296. Alright, we go back to the junction. Uh, back at the junction, we to crawl south back towards the well, or continue west towards page anything. So, we'll go back towards the well. Uh, 398. We've explored everything in here, so we ain't got, like, much to do. So, go back to the well. Let's find out what's going on. 398. Okay reaching the end of the tunnel and are about to step out of the ladder of the wall of the well when you hear footsteps above you. Somebody is coming down the ladder. If you wish to reach out and attempt to grab a hold of the first leg that comes into view, turn to page 320. If you would rather wait for the visitor to enter the tunnel, turn to, turn to page 193. Mm, let's wait. I'm feeling a little generous. I don't want to hurt anybody that doesn't want to be hurt. So, um... A small skin gremlin steps off the ladder into the tunnel. He stands no more than a meter high and is surprised to see you crouched in the tunnel. He draws a dagger from his pocket in, in his jerkin. you must fight him. So, oh, yeah, okay. Alright, we fight. Go for it. Okay, so that is nine plus... 19. Nope. First hit. Seven. 17. Sevens no, no. So basically it, it, it so basically it's just like I stick him once and then I stick him again and then he falls to the ground. Uh if you wouldn't turn to page 110. I should have grabbed his leg and threw him down in the water. Uh if you wish to search for the Grimlin's leather backpack, turn to two fifty-seven. Yes. Absolutely. We're we gotta have something on him. Inside the backpack, you find some elven bread. Ooh, okay, so we have elven bread. Ooh. Which will restore four stamina. If you eat it, add one luck point and return to page thirty one. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this. All right, turn page back to thirty one. It was a great idea coming down this well. I I firmly stand behind coming down this well. I mean, it was just oh. So good, such a good idea. Okay, so I think we're almost at about an hour now. So I think we'll cut it here for part one. Um, so we're at the top of the well. Um, currently, we are like laden down with gold. I mean, I mean, Bob's thinking like halfway. He's like, I mean, we could just forget about the hammer or just like you know split out the forest. But you know, Bob's Bob's man of his word, so he'll, he's going to go out and try and <laughs> get big legs. <laughs> Old big leg. Alright, folks. Um this is Chris. We've been playing Forest of Doom. And uh we we will we will see you next time for part two of Forest of Doom. Uh see you next time, folks.